Chapter Two, Adam. Part Two of the Legend of the Jews, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Robert Scott. The Legends of the Jews. Volume 1. Adam and Eve in Paradise The Garden of Eden was the abode of the first man and woman, and the souls of all men must pass through it after death, before they reach their final destination, for the souls of the departed must go through seven portals before they arrive in the heaven, Arabat. There the souls of the pious are transformed into angels, and there they remain forever, praising God and feasting their sight upon the glory of the Shekinah. The first portal is the cave of Machpelah, in the vicinity of Paradise, which is under the care and supervision of Adam. If the soul that presents herself at the portal is worthy, he calls out, quote, Make room, thou art welcome. End quote. The soul then proceeds until she arrives at the gates of paradise, guarded by the cherubim and the flaming sword. If she is not found worthy, she is consumed by the sword. Otherwise, she receives a pass bill, which admits her to the terrestrial paradise. Therein, is a pillar of smoke and light extending from paradise to the gate of heaven, and it depends upon the character of the soul whether she can climb upward on it and reach heaven. The third portal, Zebul, is at the entrance of heaven. If the soul is worthy, the guard opens the portal and admits her to the heavenly temple. Michael presents her to God and conducts her to the seventh portal. Michael presents her to God and conducts her to the seventh portal, Arabot, within which the souls of the pious change to angels, praise the Lord, and feed on the glory of the Shekinah. 49. In paradise stand the tree of life and the tree of knowledge, the latter forming a hedge about the former. Only he who has cleared a path for himself through the tree of knowledge can come close to the tree of life, which is so huge that it would take a man five hundred years to traverse a distance equal to the diameter of the trunk, and no less vast is the space shaded by its crown of branches. For beneath it flows forth the water that irrigates the whole earth. 50. Parting thence into four streams, the Ganges, the Nile, the Tigris, and the Euphrates. 51. But it was only during the days of creation that the realm of plants looked to the waters of the earth for nourishment. Later on, God made the plants depend upon the rain, the upper waters. The clouds rise from heaven to earth, where water is poured into them as from a conduit. 
1852. The plants began to feel the effect of the water only after Adam was created, although they had been brought forth on the third day. God did not permit them to sprout and appear above the surface of the earth until Adam prayed to him to give food unto them, for God longs for the prayers of the pious. 53. Paradise, being such as it was, it was, naturally, not necessary for Adam to work the land. True, the Lord God put the man into the Garden of Eden to dress it and keep it, but that only means he is to study the Torah there and fulfill the commandments of God. 54. There were especially six commandments which every human being is expected to heed. Man should not worship idols, nor blaspheme God, nor commit murder, nor incest, nor theft and robbery. And all generations have the duty of instituting measures of law and order. 55. One more such command there was, but it was a temporary injunction. Adam was to eat only the green things of the field. But the prohibition against the use of animals for food was revoked in Noah's time, after the deluge. Nevertheless, Adam was not cut off from the enjoyment of meat dishes, though he was not permitted to slaughter animals for the appeasing of his appetite. The angels brought him meat and wine, serving him like attendants. 56. And as the angels ministered to his wants, so also the animals. They were wholly under his dominion, and their food they took out of his hand and out of Eve's. 57. In all respects, the animal world had a different relation to Adam from their relation to his descendants. Not only did they know the language of man, 58, but they respected the image of God, and they feared the first human couple, all of which changed into the opposite after the fall of man. 59. The Legends of the Jews, Volume 1, Rabbi Louis Ginsburg, The Fall of Man. Among the animals, the serpent was notable. Of all of them, he had the most excellent qualities in some of which he resembled man. Like man, he stood upright upon two feet, and in height he was equal to the camel. Had it not been for the fall of man, which brought misfortune to them, too, one pair of serpents would have sufficed to perform all the work man has to do. And besides, they would have supplied him with silver, gold, gems, and pearls. As a matter of fact, it was the variability of the serpent that led to the ruin of man and his own ruin. His superior mental gifts caused him to become an infidel. It likewise explains his envy of man, especially of his conjugal relations. Envy made him meditate ways and means of bringing about the death of Adam. 60. He was too well acquainted 
with the character of man to attempt to exercise tricks of persuasion upon him. And he approached the woman. Knowing that women are beguiled easily, the conversation with Eve was cunningly planned. She could not but be caught in a trap. The serpent began, quote, Is it true that God hath said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden? End quote. Quote, we may, End quote. rejoined Eve, quote, Eat of the fruit of all trees in the garden, except that which is in the midst of the garden, and that we may not even touch, lest we be stricken with death. End quote. She spoke thus, because in his zeal to guard her against the transgressing of the divine command, Adam had forbidden even to touch the tree, though God had mentioned only the eating of the fruit. It remains a truth what the proverb says, quote, Better a wall ten hands high that stands than a wall a hundred ells high that cannot stand. End quote. It was Adam's exaggeration that afforded the serpent the possibility of persuading Eve to taste the forbidden fruit. The serpent pushed Eve against the tree and said, quote, Thou seest that touching the tree has not caused thy death, as little will it hurt thee to eat the fruit of the tree. Naught but malevolence has prompted the prohibition. For as soon as ye eat thereof, ye shall be as God. As he creates and destroys worlds, so will ye have the power to create and destroy. As he doth slay and revive, so will ye have the power to slay and revive. 61. He himself ate first of the fruit of the tree, and then he created the world. Therefore doth he forbid you to eat thereof, lest you create other worlds. Everyone knows that artisans of the same guild hate one another. Furthermore, have ye not observed that every creature hath dominion over the creature fashioned before itself? The heavens were made on the first day, and they are kept in place by the firmament made on the second day. The firmament, in turn, is ruled by the plants, the creation of the third day, for they take up all the water of the firmament. The sun and the other celestial bodies, which were created on the fourth day, have power over the world of plants. They can ripen their fruits and flourish only through their influence. The creation of the fifth day, the animal world, rules over the celestial spheres, witness the ziz, which can darken the sun with its pinions. But ye are masters of the whole of creation, because ye were the last to be created. Hasten now, and eat of the fruit of the tree, in the midst of the garden, and become independent of God, lest he bring forth still other creatures to bear rule over you. End quote. 62. 
To give due weight to these words, the serpent began to shake the tree violently and bring down its fruit. He ate thereof, saying, quote, As I do not die of eating the fruit, so wilt thou not die. Now Eve could not but say to herself, quote, All that my master, end quote, so she called Adam, quote, commanded me, is but lies, end quote. and she determined to follow the advice of the serpent, 63. Yet she could not bring herself to disobey the command of God utterly. She made a compromise with her conscience. First, she ate only the outside skin of the fruit, and then, seeing that death did not fell her, she ate the fruit itself. 64. Scarce had she finished when she saw the angel of death before her. Expecting her end to come immediately, she resolved to make Adam eat of the forbidden fruit, too, lest he espouse another wife after her death. 65. It required tears and lamentations on her part to prevail upon Adam to take the baleful step. Not yet satisfied, she gave of the fruit to all the other living beings, that they too might be subjected to death. 66. All ate, and they all are mortal, with the exception of the bird Malham, who refused the fruit, with the words, quote, Is it not enough that ye have sinned against God, and have brought death to others? Must ye still come to me, and seek to persuade me into disobeying God's command, that I may eat and die thereof? I will not do your bidding. End quote. A heavenly voice was heard then to say to Adam and Eve, quote, To you was the command given. You did not heed it. You did transgress it. And ye did seek to persuade the bird, Malham. He was steadfast, and he feared me, although I gave him no command. Therefore he shall never taste of death, neither he nor his descendants. They all shall live forever in paradise. End quote. 67. Adam spoke to Eve, quote, Didst thou give me of the tree of which I forbade thee to eat? Thou didst give me thereof, for my eyes are opened, and the teeth in my mouth are set on edge. End quote. Eve made answer, quote, As my teeth were set on edge, so may the teeth of all living beings be set on edge. End quote. 68. The first result was that Adam and Eve became naked. Before, their bodies had been overlaid with a horny skin, and enveloped with the cloud of glory. No sooner had they violated the command given them than the cloud of glory and the horny skin dropped from them, and they stood there in their nakedness and ashamed. 69. Adam tried to gather leaves from the trees to cover part of their bodies, but he heard one tree after the other say, quote, there is the thief that deceived his creator. 
Nay, the foot of pride shall not come down against me, nor the hand of the wicked touch me. Hence, and take no leaves from me. End quote. Only the fig tree granted him permission to take of its leaves. That was because the fig tree was the forbidden fruit itself. Adam had the same experience as that prince who seduced one of the maidservants in the palace. When the king, his father, chased him out, he vainly sought a refuge with the other maidservants. But only she who had caused his disgrace would grant him assistance. 70. End of chapter 2, part 3. Read by Robert Scott, July the 7th, 2007.